Oh, that's so beautiful. And is that, does it just keep going into woods or is that water on the other side? That's water. That's what I thought. Yeah. Wow. That's the lake out there. Mm. So we are in like heaven here. Good. 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 This was going to be your, this is your birthday. Yeah. Camping trip. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everybody's been really regretful about that. Like, I'm sorry that this happened around your birthday and there is something about it. Yeah. That feels good. Like. That's allowed. Yeah. I don't know. Intimate, wise, and healing conversations with the people who are carrying us through this time of true transformation and complete rebirth. Welcome to Medicine Caller, where visionaries share the real, the raw, the good, and the holy. I am your host, Sophia Wise One. Let's journey. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, and they call me Sophia Wise One. Today's episode is tender and raw, and uh, even more so now. So the bulk of this episode is a recording that I did with a couple friends when they got sudden news of the passing of a very dear friend. And they wanted to do some ceremony to honor them. And they wanted to talk about how to create a sacred space, how to summon the temple, how to be held. And so I decided to record this call because a lot of people right now are grieving and in bereavement. And uh, so I did. I recorded the call. And the bulk of our call together is about bereavement and this medicine walk and this medicine time, um, this deep communion with death medicine. And then how to create and summon temple guardians to do really deep healing work. There's a couple things I want to talk about or clarify, which is we talk about the ceremony they're going to do, the ceremony, the ceremony, and uh, We don't talk specifically about what that ceremony is, so I want to say a few things about that. Before I talk about that, I want to say that uh, after a few weeks of recording this conversation with him, I got news about my lifelong uh, dear beloved friend who also has left this realm and this plane. And so I am recording this in my own grief window 
in this episode, I'm going to talk about the first two weeks um, in which we're in an altered state and uh, in our own way being between the worlds. And so that's where I am right now. And for those of you listening, um, oh, my beloved, our beloved, the beloved, uh, Tigre Balando, uh, I have an episode with them on this podcast and, uh, and, uh, they have journeyed on and so for those of you listening who know them either personally with me and are grieving this time right now for that or through their art or their work or through this podcast I just want to offer my condolences and and let you know that I am welcoming the blessings and love that are being sent to me in this deep initiation and deep time and deep loss It's a lot leaving the planet um, by accident, on purpose, um, from a place of clarity, from a place of um, distortion, from a place of soulful choice. Like we don't, um, what do I want to say about that? I want to say... I want to say that I make peace in my life by trusting the soul's wisdom, um, illness. Um, yeah, the circumstances in which we depart are not, um, they are very important in terms of the specificity of our journey, any of us, right? We all come, we all go. It's what we do. We come and we go. We come and we go. And and it matters. And yet, the work of the living is to honor the vessel, the body, the journey, um, and the soul. And so, I think I want to talk more about this. This episode, bereavement and grief, is is. Um, a lot of these things apply when somebody has just passed, even if you saw it coming, let's say an elder who's been sick for a long time, or even a young person who's been sick for a long time. There's a number, my own kind of, I guess this is, of course I have grief brain, so I can't quite recall exactly what I just shared with you all. And I think I'm going to say that right now. One of the things that happens with grief brain is cognitive dissonance, which is that things don't make sense. Another thing that happens is proprioception gets thrown off. You can like walk across a room and then um, be much closer than you thought you were or much farther, like take three steps and be all the way across the room or take three steps and be like, I didn't go anywhere. Um, Another thing that happens with grief brain is the ability to um, disorientation, it's called. And so it's like having a hard time reading, having a hard time writing, um, being here with the family and doing preparations like exchanging cell phone numbers with the community members it was like they had to tell me one number at a time for me to put it into the phone because they would tell me a number and then I'd like hit a different number on my phone I'd be like hold on I'd have to delete it and we all just kind of stood together and was like that's been happening and I was like yeah that's my short term for it is uh shorthand is a uh, grief brain it's very real and um 
in the in this altered disoriented um between the worlds state so i'm recording this with grief brain um yeah and so i think what i want to say in this moment is like the tenderness of we all come and we all go and it's a mystery and all of us are doing a dance with mortality every day and we're making choices all day and some of them really consciously and some of them not so consciously and sometimes we do things that we've been thinking about a long time and sometimes we do things that we think of for the first time and all of that is our dance with life I want to talk a little bit about some options. I have a grief ritual. It's, uh, there's a, a, a link um, to do for someone who has, um, for someone who's passed. And it, it lists a bunch of options. Hold on one second. So grief ritual all rituals the beauty of a ritual or a ceremony an opening an act or multiple acts of uh, honoring the intention or purpose of the ritual and then a closing and there you have it there's your ceremony and so a grief or honoring an ancestor's ritual which I also have an article that just got published in uh, Best Holistic Life magazine called Honoring Your Ancestors, and we'll include a link to that article as well. And, um, and we'll include the link to Grief Ritual, um, Honoring the Life and Death and Transition of a Loved One. And so there's a bunch of ways to do that, making an offering, um, offering a healing session to their soul, singing, praying out loud, saying on things to the, to the being, uh, listening to them, sing some more, um, offerings of, of gifts or acts and, uh, and so, so go check out those articles if you're looking for how you want to do, what kind of ceremony you want to do, um, to honor, or, or heal, or celebrate, or release. Um, yeah. So, I also want to say that I'm in the middle of this time, and it's been incredibly beautiful being inside community and honoring the body with ritual bathing and candles and stories and deep supported space to grieve is very sane making. It's very beautiful. And I just wanted to say that too. That's like I'm in this altered space, but it's not just like a, like 
a grief, like the laughing. There's been so much laughing. There's been so much connection. There's been so much celebration and appreciation and deep insight and healing. I've been experiencing incredible healing through this um, beloved incarnated friend becoming an ancestor, becoming an ancestor and receiving receiving the gifts. So here's the conversation between my dear beloved friends, Aaron and Alder, as we discuss how to be with ourselves and be with our grief and be with our loved one who has uh, released their, their body and form. I don't know if I said this. I want to mention here that the journey when someone has a long journey when you know that someone's going to leave the planet comes along with its own grief brain its own bereavement process it's its own sometimes i call it anticipatory grief um, where you're grieving the loss of someone while they're still here um, or while they're changing right before your eyes and many of the things that we talk about here um, may support and honor that. And some of the things that we talk about here um, may not be specific to that experience. And as always, I want to say, like, take what serves you and leave the rest. Your grief, your bereavement, your honoring, your deep understanding, your profound understanding, your deep question and your rage and your not lack of answers, um, your insight, your questions they're good and they're holy and they don't need to be in agreement with me or anyone else to have a place, to have a right place in your process, to have a right place in your being. And so just be wrapped. Join me. I'm wrapped right now in profound love and acceptance of myself, of, um, of the process, of things that are beyond my control and not my choice and yet my mine to be with and to navigate and so bless you and if you're listening to this because you're going through it I honor you and I honor the deep whoosh the deep um the deep initiation that you're in and if you're listening to this so that you have a better understanding of what people are going through I honor and thank you for your care and that initiation of, of, of being with those who are in grief, which reminds me of another thing I want to say, which is that time, uh, Kate, our very wise and beloved artist and medicine caller and editor of this podcast, has said, um, talks about how time, grief time, grief state is its own timeline. It's literally its own time. And um, we like step into that stream and we step out of that stream and there isn't a timeline to, it's its own, it's its own. And so it can, it can be experienced on a linear timeline as literally anything, minutes, hours, days, weeks, years, um, lifetimes, seconds, that it, it just actually doesn't apply. And so that deep permission to just be in this alternate timeline, this alternate way of time moving, um, a journey. There's a 
there's a, a song that's come to me in this time. Um, it goes like this. That's not mine. It's uh, I learned it at Blue Cliff Monastery, but uh, I don't know where it came from. We're all going on a journey to nowhere. Taking it easy. Taking it slow. No more worries. No need to hurry. Nothing to carry. Let it all go. We're all going on a journey to nowhere. Taking it easy. Taking it slow. No more worries. No need to hurry. Nothing to carry. Let it all go. Let it all go. Take this episode in with a notepad and a pencil or a cup of tea or just a soft heart. Listen to the words and the details if they nourish you. And if not, just listen to the tones and the prayer of healing. Blessings to you and thank you for your blessings to me. It's a long walk and a short walk. And they're both true all the time. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So, I hope it's okay that in your video, I might just be like this a lot. Of course it's okay. Of course it's okay. Of course it's okay. I don't even know exactly what I'm going to do with this. I just know that this is this. I get this question in multiple times and places and want to be able to just have something that says here. I love it. I love it. So I'm so happy, 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 happy to be so receiving thank you for sharing and sharing yeah. yourself in that and, and sharing of that. So you just be, you just be, you just be you okay. in, in all that you are. You're in all of your glorious glory and you're, you're magnificent. You are a magnificent being and you're in the middle of a massive process, a really big, big process. You know, holding soul space for a friend's transmission and transition is, it's big work. And I was just saying this because I'm here hospicing, right? Like I'm here part of a, of a, on the family level, like we have formal hospice coming in and that's, you know, but, um, but I'm here hospicing and I was just saying to the partner, I was saying like, we're in death medicine. And one of the most powerful things about death medicine is how it gets us so acutely attuned to what is important. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of what's important is not limited to time space actually you know and so a lot of what happens is this like sanctuary or savoring of these like temporary and infinite experiences and sensations that we have yeah 
And it's it's yeah. one of the things that are like culture being terrified and skillless around death and grieving and transitions in general is that it's the idea is that it's there's this cultural idea that it's just supposed to be terrible. And it's like absolutely one of the most beautiful things that we can be part of actually yeah. just in that larger space, even when it's tragic that there's like, you know, like there's no wrongdoing in death or the dropping of the body. You know, mm-hmm. there's no wrongdoing in birth. There's no wrongdoing in coming into a body. There's no wrongdoing in exiting a body like this, this journey that we're in. And so I think about the, the, the teaching or the perspective of the birth death door, it being the same door. Mm-hmm. And so there's, I feel that pulse of like this happening for you around your birthday, having a, like a sanctuary aspect Mm -hmm. coming to mind of like the doors open so you're even more with this person in some ways like yeah because you're you're in that same everyone's hanging out in the doorway and that in many 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 traditions uh, this process of crossing over and transitioning and leaving our body is 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 a many layered like long hi my sweet love that this time it takes time that like it happens in an instant like we give our breath and our heart stops and the organs rest and that momentum plays out but that the soul's journey is something that happens before that moment and 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 can happen like for any amount of time my sister when she was grieving um her soulmate in the form of a cat, one of her soulmates, a powerful companion. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she did all this research and she discovered the shortest grieving timeline that she came across, I think was seven days. I think might have been four days, but I think it was seven days. But it's like that was the shortest that she could come across in any tradition. And so, um, you know, and that many, many traditions have a year a year of grieving, mm. a year of being in the in-between for the people that are in their bodies. So, and that is part of this connection of, of people taking this journey. And so I've really been thinking about this, like this companion, this friend, this beloved, um, but that like this person's journey, this like soul journey between <clears throat> the realms is it's, there's a reason why it's called a journey. Like, it's not called, like, a snap or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, you know. Um, it's very sweet. The person that I'm here hospicing here, he refer- refers to it as poofing. He's like, and then I'll poof. That's what he's calling his transition. Poof. And then I'll poof. It sounds good to and, me. Right? And then yeah. I'll and I, I love that because I think about how it was shown to me what um, ascension was what dispersing the body was for people, ascended masters and teachers who dissolve their body. And I kind of sat with this for a period of time and was shown to me this understanding of profound consciousness as ourselves, as an energetic vibrational being and having the conscious choice to be like, do I have a form or do I not have a form? (laughs) And like, and just like letting all that vibration, all that matter, all that frequency just release its form. Just, Mm release its form 
And so poofing. And so like poofing is still, or even it's funny, I say snap, but like you just can't say a thing that's only an instant. The snap still has a ripple, right? Yeah. Like it's like if you're listening, it's like there's still this process. There's still this process that we're like in and that, and when we're really connected someone, honestly, because we're connected to everything, there's that premise too. And that mm-hmm. conscious connection, right? Like we're doing this all day, every day. We are holding space for people coming in and out of bodies all day, every day, all day, every day. And, and, and today you have this exquisite sensation, right? Of like intense consciousness of someone who's like in the process of like dissolving their soul signature, their frequency onto a form. They're releasing the form as their soul signature, like, moves into another song. Isn't that exactly what I said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he knew that. He knew that before he died. He knew that very thing. Yeah. So... Ugh. And it's okay. I just want to be the person who, like, and I know you have some people in your life to say this, but I am get to be another one. And I don't know, maybe I'm the only one, but that doesn't really matter. Just being like, it's really okay to, like, have that be okay and have that bring comfort. It's okay to have that bring comfort, to be like, he knew. Yeah. He knew he was going home. Like, he knew there was an infinite that was always there. Mm-hmm. And that he could just go, he could just go into that, you know, you're allowed to yeah. find immense comfort in his knowing of that. I know people who are like, whose parents have died and just been like, I don't believe in heaven except when I think about my mom, because that's mm-hmm. where she went. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that that's where she went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that makes a lot of sense. She went, she's in heaven. <laughs> like. <laughs> So I like I find comfort in that, you know. Yeah. Like you like that's like a beautiful thing. You're just like really anything that brings you comfort in all of this. Anything is like no matter how fucked up or twisted or like can I say that said out shit out loud like oh my god if somebody thought that you know cuz we do like these are there are funny things that bring us comfort in these moments of being like, oh, I'm so glad I said that terrible thing to them. Or like, I'm so glad I said that wonderful thing to them. You know, I'm so glad I didn't do this thing. I'm so glad I did this thing. All of it, like any of those things, right? Like to just be like, I, you know, I'm glad I had a life with them. I'm pissed at them. And that brings me comfort right now. I'm allowed to still be mad at them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I get to be so mad at you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that gets to bring you comfort. And you know this, right? Of just like, it's this transition. It's just a transition. You don't have control over. You're both Our so friend beautiful. Katie is here too. I just wanted you to meet our katie oh is that the sweet katie that emailed me today yes i'm so happy i get to meet you this i'm sorry it's this way but (laughs) 
You sound very wise so far. I've been listening. <laughs> she wasn't sold before. She's in now. I know. They don't call her Sophia Wise One for nothing. <laughs> you can put that on the internet. Uh, T-shirts. <laughs> merch. merch. I'm thinking merch. You I'm thinking merch. Sophia Wise One for nothing. Yep. That's the merch. There it is. Yep. You need That's like some hysterical. proper drag queen merch that's spirit queen. Drag queen. Oh, like your bitmojis. Like spirit queen uh-huh. merch that's oh, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, how yeah, the yeah, queens yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. That's what I'm saying. Like sparkles. Can, can, can we talk? Can you help me with this part? Would you be willing to? Can we? Nice can we collab. Get in on this? Could you? Can I'm really good at slogans here? and catchphrases. It's one of my specialties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into. I'm super. I've. It's coming. You know what I mean? It's been there. I'm just being like, when's the merch? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Burp about yeah. it. Burp about it. Burp about it. Oh, I love you so much. <coughs> Hi, Katie. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. Hey. Sorry, I can listen. I was okay. really <sighs> We digress. Here we are. Okay. Yes. Yes. We progress. Um. Yeah. There's a reason why you don't have contractions the whole time you're giving birth. You know. It's like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoosh, right like the rhythm so, so and the spaces in between are also progression yeah. we've and, been uh because we've been getting ready to come here we've been like doing stuff and then yeah. like we're just calling them crying breaks where you just sit down and, and yeah. have small come apart then you know you know get up and keep going and that's just how it is that's it <laughs> And I wanted to talk about that a little bit of just like that journey, that like the bereavement, this like one of the things that happens um, is the the two weeks when somebody transitions, when someone like when you get news of specifically, but also if you're in real time, like when you're in like that closest circle, those two weeks, but it can happen way later for someone, you get the news of it, you kind of time travel into that portal of the two weeks of initial bereavement, which is a, um, in that birth death door, time gets real, not so much, right? Like super bendy, like very expansive, right? Like you can sit down and have a conversation and be like, we've been talking for four hours. And then you look and you're like, that was 20 minutes. Like what just happened? You know, or just being like sitting, you know, that kind of classic like time space weirdness of just being like, okay, like I've been sitting here, it's time to do the next thing. And you're like, what the fuck? It's been three and a half hours. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened. And that's one of the signs of like trance space. And that when we're in that initial transition space, like we are in a trance state. We are like in the temple times trance space. And so it can be really hard to do like material world mundane things um because like because you're like high as a motherfucker right like because you're just like totally in this other world you're just traveling between the worlds and one of the reasons that we do that is because when we expand our being and it's one of the ways that we process pain analgesics energetically um things that help us kind of be in pain get make us more spacious in our being that kind of makes some disconnect in us it's space and that's really helpful because it can let things change right and it can literally help us let go right 
like being in this in-between space it's like you can't be where you like you have to let go but like you don't want to let go and so what happens is these little tiny little tiny bits of you just kind of go like oh this is a lot and you start floating Hmm. and in that floating time and in that in-between space things have the space to move and rearrange because everybody's different now like the alder that had the best friend also died. Mm. Like all of those identities of like buddies in the flesh, like that ended. And like Aaron, your dear beloved teacher and friend and your partner's bestie, the version where you are that, like that died. That person also doesn't exist anymore. They don't have that story, that narrative, that idea, that body-to-body, shoulder-to-shoulder person. That ends. And so not only do we hold space for our beloveds in their spirit to evolve into a new song form without their body, but we, we get to hold space for ourselves and other people to, like, be a different version. And the closer people are to our identity, the deeper that death or transformation is for us. And what's wild is that that is not indicative to how close we were, quote unquote, or how often we saw them or whether they felt the same way about us, right? I mean, there are people that are deeply and truly, truly transformed by icons, powerful leaders and visionaries. Because they had an understanding of this person was a, this I I had this flesh to flesh understanding of being on the planet at the same time, and when Prince left the planet, mm-hmm. millions of people were like, "I'm not the same person that I was. I can't be because there was another being that I knew I could maybe sometime someday see or touch, or that was making new in the flesh content or space or material way of being, and that I don't." that person doesn't exist anymore and so this like accepting of that that just allows like whoa this notion of like hierarchy or who's close or who it affects right and that um and that some people have a closeness or a a dailiness with someone but their identity isn't necessarily as linked to them then their trans their trans i cannot say transition i can only say transmission it's the only way i've been i've been talking to a lot of people who's have soul people either in like like body process right now it's like a lot of it's literally tis the season of ancestors (laughs) right it's like tis the season of creation of ancestors and honoring of ancestors so it's really in the talk and i consistently have every time gone to say transition and said transmission Hmm. So I'm just got to lean in. Transmission of being. Transmission of being. And so these two weeks are a trance state. And when we are responsible for logistics, like the other half of the brain, that stuff, that is a lot of work. And I, you know, people have different experiences of being in like, I have these experiences in being like really deep ceremony and then some being like, can you drive the car? And me being like, uh, that's a terrible idea. Like, that's a (laughs) terrible idea. And then other times being like, I I can, I can, 
drive a car, but I'm going to need some time <laughs> before I drive that car, right? Yeah. And it's like, and and take some intent of being like, I, I can. <laughs> That's one of the benefits of doing this work with the substances of my own body is like, there's some ways that it's a little bit easier for me to transition these states of being sometimes, a little bit, a lot of it. And, but this understanding of if you need to do logistical maintenance of things and when people are the caregivers direct like executors of wills and things like that I just have my heart always breaks and just mind boggles there's so many things in our culture you have to do immediately for a person and it's really bizarre because the people that are supposed to do it are also the people who are the most altered yeah um it's and it's like and I really have that sense of just being like if it was really respectful, none of that stuff would be due for two weeks, or there'd be another yeah. person who would come and take care of those things because just but it is just the way that this rhythm is like set up, and so understanding that, like being like I'm gonna take care of logistical things from noon to two because that's gonna be a full day. You had ninety. <laughs> minutes of concrete like work brain access when you're in that kind of trance state that I'm talking about and then what I tell people to do is you set an alarm at 10 o'clock or 10 30 that says begin transitioning for logistics like you're you need to drive the car what do you need to do to kind of sober up and like get in that brain set to drive the car and so if there are things that you need to be taking care of whether they are directly for this person's transition or if it's just your own life of being like I need to engage in a thing right now being respectful of being like I need to transition in and then when you come out and if you for instance like need to keep going to work if that's Mm -hmm. something that like needs to keep happening then it's like building in that time before work starts so if work starts at eight setting an alarm that goes off at 7 30 or 7 15 that's like a shift out of trance alarm that's like get grounded and then at the same time recognize that when you get off the clock that you're like i'm going into trance like i'm just in ceremony i'm in trance space and so the same permission that you'd give yourself like on the table or in ceremony or in the things like that level of expectation of your own being being able to like process or do a thing only you're not really choosing it in the same way it's pretty advanced what i'm talking about being able to choose trance and not trance that's like everything that's the whole <laughs> medicine callers training path you know i'm not this is not like an easy thing to do um but it's the it's the like it's the charge, right, of just being like, how can I do this responsibly and respectfully for myself and the things that I'm taking care of as the best that I can? And, like, yeah. we talk about this all the time here in this hospice space of, like, learning on the job, learning on the job, learning on the job, and the job being life, the job being, like, the relationships that I'm in, the job yeah. being, like, how do I eat? And just being like, sometimes you don't eat when you're in ceremony. Yeah. You know? And when you're at work and you're doing all these things, like – how can you eat? How can you fuel that groundedness? You know, like how can you feed yourself in those spaces? Um, and that that window, that trance time is a gift. Like it's part of how we 
can be in that soul shifting time with ourselves and with our companions and looking at the people around us and being like everyone's like out of it and that's not you know that's not wrong it's like in Judaism you cover all the mirrors and you sit shiva for a week and you like don't make food and you don't eat until you want to eat and lots of people don't eat till days in by the end of it they're eating they're telling stories they're laughing but like there's no but there's no expectation for you to do that don't get dressed don't wash your clothes you know like don't don't expect yourselves to show up to a thing that you're not there for yeah deep honoring and so like how do we give ourselves space and permission to do that and how do we give the loved ones that we're sharing time and space with permission to do that and the same way for me that's in ceremony of like and when we're in trance sometimes incredibly blissful and beautiful things are happening right yeah it doesn't necessarily mean that we're in trance it's just like all terrible and bleak right like there can be ecstatic moments there can be like I want to get totally like dressed to the nines and like sing to the moon and like and spare <laughs> my soul and and all the power and all the blessings and like mm. all these things like like it can be numb or it can be electric. It can be that in the same 15 minutes, right? Yeah. Like that's part of that trance state of just being like – and a lot of the time the predominant kind of overarching feeling is a heaviness, a dullness, a like woof, woof, woof. That's this like yeah. between the world grieving like pulse that's happening. And so when you let that be the norm of a moment, right – then and you just let the other things that happen like in the midst of that that like rise that song that like let's really take a moment to really celebrate Aaron's birth in the midst of mm-hmm. this it's not contrary to the low dull beat in fact inside the low dull beat there can be an even deeper honoring of the miracle of like everybody who's sitting here has a heartbeat right now mm-hmm. like what is the power of Aaron's heartbeat like that gets to be held and honored inside the low pulse in a way that's very different than trying to pretend the low pulse isn't there in a moment to honor someone. Right. And, um, you know, and to ride that and to kind of let that, let that be there. Um, yeah. You know, and and you know all these things already, but again, to just say them out loud, to be the one who says them to you and to remind you of just being like, just keep talking to them. Yeah. Just keep talking. And that when the ancestor gates open like that, when our grief opens, it's the wildly wild whatever it happens to be this setup that we're in right now in terms of our bodies. When the grief door opens, all the grief opens. And so, like, it can also feel a little disorienting of just being like you're crying and you're like, my best friend is gone and it's really heart aching. And then you're like, wait, why am I crying about being like four years old and like neglected and not seen? And like, why am I furious that I, you know, that I don't have the like experience of home in my body the way that I want and you're like grieving these de- and they're all this these heavy tears that are coming out and it's like again that's the song that's the death medicine that's the grief 
it's not your grief, right? It's the grief. Right. It's just the grief opens and the grief carves us. The grief opens and the grief carves us. And so the more we can just let that be, again, it's like you let that come through and let that wash. And the, the respectful thing about that is to be mindful of who you ask to hold that like grief wave that comes through. Um, because at any given point, some people who are also grieving may or may not be able to hear about like another thing that's like 20 years old or from three months ago, right? Like yeah. and unreconciled death stories, like associative griefs that come along with it. You know, I'm holding space with someone right now who never grieved both their parents. Yeah. And now they're the closest they've ever been to death. And so it's about their parents. That's real. It's, it's not not. That is what their experience is about, you know? Yeah. And so that's when this stuff just gets so big. And it's like, again, holding that, just letting that pulse be there, you know, and just being like, that's what journals are for. That's what friends are for. That's what therapists mm -hmm. are for. That's what ceremony is for, you know, and like why we hold the space that we hold and call the space that we call because when we build that and we're going to get there in a moment too, it's like when we call that space, that larger space that holds us, then no one person is responsible for that big wave of grief that comes through, which can be so overwhelming when you're like with someone in a space and then their big wave comes and you're like, I can't handle another thing. And it's like, yeah, it's not for you to handle. Mm -hmm. Like how do you create more and more spaces where it's like it's not on you? You're just in the space where it's like being – it's like everyone going to sit with the waterfall instead of mm -hmm. like people being supposed to like catch the – it's like you're supposed to be catching the water. It's like, no, no, no. Like let the waterfall be the river. Like go sit with the river um, as opposed to having this like water – this personal association with like the river or the water or catching it or directing it. Um, and that's where sacred space and ceremony can be so helpful to really let that – carve and hold us yeah and I'm going to talk about calling the temple in a second but before I do that I just want to see if anybody wants to share anything or say anything you want to share anything that's come up I just I think um everything you've said makes a lot of sense and I'm grateful for um the instructions because when this all happened my question it was what do we do now and I think you've really spoken to the sense of like this life will never be the same and instead of the question how do we live like how does life look now it's more like I don't know I feel this incredible sense of wanting beauty and peace mm. and joy and connection and just all of these things that like are not the opposite of grief but it's it's whatever it is when you get through grief and you get to the other side of it you know yeah which is yeah. not to say that it's ever over no Thank you for saying so. that. And I, I I, made reference to this, like it carves us and it's in traditional Chinese medicine, the metal element is grief, but it's also acknowledgement and it's also hmm. appreciation. 
So it's like when we're it's it's clear seeing, like that's the yeah. energy, right? That's the pathway in our being. So when we really grieve, we really accept the power of acceptance and 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 gratitude. That's the other word that yeah. we're looking for is gratitude, is appreciation and gratitude. And so like that's this, the grief is what carves that river. And when that river is carved, what flows in that river, right, is appreciation, acceptance, and gratitude for life. Yeah. Which also means for death because it's the same, it's <laughs> the same snookum, right? It's the same, <laughs> it's the same yeah. babe. It's the same babe. It's like it's incarnation. It's yeah. The, it's the life death cookie like it that's the whole that's it that's the they're a pair you know our infinite self doesn't do the life death thing I feel compelled to tell you that I just got a I got I have 15 percent left on my battery so okay this is good information let's get to the temple times summoning the temple thank you love it thank you you're welcome um thank you okay so you have these objects that I told you. I told you to get yeah. bunches of fours mm-hmm. because what we're going to do is I'm going to give you instructions on how to call the temple guardians. Okay. 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 We're ready. And so I'm going to review this. I said to you, and then we'll review what's happening. I said, gather four of something solid, like a stone that elicits, oh, you figured it out, that elicits the energy of a sword, light, or protection. Or boundary keeper. Four of something sweet and a small batch or bowl of salt. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is you're gonna pick the you're gonna pick kind of four corners. And you can do this by direction. You can do this just by sorting. You know, when I'm in a space, sometimes I just do the corners of the room that I'm in. Yeah. You know. Um, but you can do that however you want to do. You're gonna pick four. And at each of those four places. You're going to use the the stone, the light, the production, and you are going to ask, you're going to summon and ask the guardians of the temple. Mm-hmm. So what I want you to know about the guardians of the temple is that these are energetic, etheric beings that came into existence as companions to the temple sacred practices. So this okay. is like as the heart opens, right? It comes to mind of like the um, placenta is an organ <laughs> that gets mm-hmm. made. It's an entire organ that gets made for the baby. The guardians are this like organ that comes along with the sacred work of the temple, right? Uh, it's this like masculine, feminine wholeness. They are the okay. companions, okay? And so – so you're not asking some other being to come protect the temple. You're asking the guardians of the temple. You're asking the heartbeat of the temple that holds itself to come and be. Okay. It's You're inviting something that exists to be the fullness of itself. Okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you for receiving that. Mm-hmm. Feel that. And so the three jobs, anyone to name them? As best you can. Just open your heart. But the three jobs of the temple guardians are to maintain the boundary so that anything that gets released, purged, shared, shed, does not re-enter. Okay. Okay? So this is part of how you feel very powerful inside a space to let whatever the fuck go 
go. Okay. The guardians are part of the way that they keep that energy clear. And so you let it go. And it's very helpful to remember in this, in this side of the temple, what is released is restored. When you let something go, it loses form, becomes raw potential, is safe and sacred. You're not releasing like a done thing. It, as it passes through, it dissolves. It's raw potential. It's energy. It's potent okay. energy. The guardians will let that go out and not let it continue on to its next evolution, okay? The second job of the guardians of the temple is to, because the temple will generate a lot of light and energy, beings and energies will be attracted to it and be like, ooh, what's going on? And so the guardians are a redirect field. Okay. So that when energies come, they say, you actually got to go this way. <laughs> You go, what you're looking for is over there. What you're looking for is over there. They're going to, they're the great, they're like the info booth. Okay. So yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. They're going to send them back. Um, and the third thing that they do is they protect so that the space is not interrupted. Okay. Okay. So they just hold it. Yeah. Okay. So whether things want something or don't want something, just like new, things that are not paying attention to temple space. <laughs> yeah don't know it they hold that energetically okay and so you make the offerings they when they first revealed themselves to me they came they stored in my my body and my being as swords okay and so that's the solid offering is the acknowledgement of their kind of their their gift of discernment and protection and so you call them for their gift of discernment and protection and you honor that which they are okay okay the next thing you're going to do is you're going to offer the sweets and gratitude Mm -hmm. okay that's the thanksgiving so you say mm -hmm. you exist then you say i'm grateful mm -hmm. then you're going to offer the salt and you're going to offer the salt in your prayer of saying like our prayer and intention for this temple time is purification of being for all beings and for our being okay, okay. so you offer that salt that's just like so i can be free to be who i am i can be messy and like in that space and be held inside that knowing that the intention of like no matter how messy I get my prayer is to have this be a purification and a holding a healing process of intention because what you will be doing in ceremony is planting seeds for reality and so the salt is uh is an offering that that which is growing going to grow that energy will receive it in its most purest form does that make sense yeah okay So you're going to go, you're going to mark the four corners. You're going to make those things. Mm -hmm. Once you do that, when you get to the, you're going to do that process at each of the four points. When you get to the fourth and you come back to the center, I guess technically, no, I usually, I only do four. I, I would take this and then the sweets and the salt I would do as an offering in the center. But what okay. I want you to do, you can do it at the fourth corner or you can do it at the center. But when you do that, this is the light weaving part, which is you, when you anchor that down, whoosh, a circle you're casting a circle right at the four mm -hmm. points what you're really that square be a circle okay so it's a circle and then you're casting a point you're going from circle to orb and so it goes above uh -huh. and below deep into the earth and above so that what you're actually inside the summoning of the temple is an entire orb space okay does that make sense yeah okay and so that's you're summoning that you're like summoning the guardians. And when the guardians click in, 
you'll feel it, but you're going to ask for it and feel, you're going to like track it, offer it and offering it. You're going to feel that orb activate. Okay. And yeah. then you're going to be inside that. When you are done, you want to go and close the temple. And when you close the temple, the three blessings that you want to give is that all the energy that's, um, that's kind of no one's, <laughs> that nobody mm-hmm. needs anymore, is released, right? It's like nobody's need. The energy that is yours, your energy, any of you individually, that it either comes back to you, that it comes back to you or it goes where you're going, right? Okay. So it's like, okay, you buy it. It's a, it's a little energetic plane ticket to go where it's going next, and you could count back to you. And then the third is any of the energy that's not yours, you don't need to keep, and that is a blessing to the land mm. and to the to what's to come. Then you let that you let that energy go. You let that settle in and integrate in to that as its gift. Um, and then, depending on how you're guided, you either bring the temple my inclination my practice i'll just be clear my practice is bring the offerings of the sword um take the offering of the sword with you that's part of your like thank you completion and bringing with you and if those objects you're inclined to you are allowed to do with whatever you want with those objects but when you're closing it you take that back you leave the sweets you leave the salt okay yeah okay so just to be clear at each corner you're mm-hmm. we're calling in the guardians and their jobs are to um boundaries yes to establish boundaries redirect to redirect mm-hmm. energy beings and yep. to hold space for right. purification of being mm-hmm. no interruption with no it. interruption yeah yep. with no interruption which also means that any interruption you experience once you've called the temple, you have to accept as medicine. Okay. <laughs> even if sense. it's even if you're the one redirecting it. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. whatever yeah. whatever enters your space, you get to be like, oh, here's the medicine opportunity for me to yeah. embody and receive. Okay. 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 And then when yeah. we leave and we're done, we um. Well, when we're there, when we're establishing, we have the 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 rock the symbol of protection and a sword and then also the sweet and gratitude and the yeah. salt for purification of being that's where the purification right. of being comes in yes okay yeah got it yeah okay and then when we're done when mm-hmm. we're closing the temple we want to go and and ask the guardians to release any energy that's nobody's to mm-hmm. be turned into pure potential and then yep. the energy that is ours to return to us or to go mm-hmm. with us, go to where mm-hmm. we're going. Mm-hmm. And any energy that is good light energy that could be here for the land, we allow to be integra- integrated and absorbed. And mm-hmm. we can bring the, this, the, the sword stones with us and leave the offerings and assault. Oh, and I forgot the middle part. Yeah. When, yeah. I forgot the middle part where we're making the orb. <clears throat> Okay. Is that where we yeah. put the sweets and the salt or? No, I think we leave I sweets would... at the corners, right? Yeah. I would, knowing okay. me, I'd probably drop some sweets and salt at the center. That's like, okay. I would, I would do that. And, um, and just do a, and when you do the closing, either at the center, you know, just having a moment of real like offerings and gratitude in whatever way that that is inspired, you know, you're inspired to do. Like let your okay. heart, this is the form. And at any point, 
add an offering, add a gratitude, wherever inspired. Um, okay. Yeah. Throw one in there. Um, and you can that always say, great. it's you're always saying thank you. Um, you know, thank you. Like, like, thank you. Like, thank you, you, you hear my prayer before I pray it. Right. So this place of like the gift of practice and the gift of ritual and the gift of summoning and the gift of releasing, like we've been given the gift and the opportunity to yeah. be in practice when divinity is already protecting us, holding us, weaving with us, um, healing us, right? Yeah. That it's the gift that we get to be in conscious practice of it. Yeah. Not an obligation, right? A gift. Right. That we get to, to do it. Yeah. That we've been I already these feel really. I feel really grateful for this weekend because I was telling Alder while we were down by the water, like, we're so lucky that we don't, mm. we don't, we're not tasked with all the figuring out of what to do. Like, yeah. we get to be here with the land, right? like, mm -hmm. and just be. And that right. is, I, I, yeah. I mean, I feel like we're the luckiest people out of everyone that's experiencing this loss. And you get to you do know. that. That's also, that's your, your luck and it's also your responsibility. Yeah. Right. And when you call this sense. and you, and you make your prayers and your offerings, like make your prayers when you light the fire, which I know you will, like when you do the ceremonies at the water, which I know you will, you name the people, that, you know, name the people doing the logistics, like name the people that you will never meet that are the drivers of the mm -hmm. vehicles and the the whatever you know I mean I don't if they're digging or if they're cremating or the you know all of these different logistics the taxes the accountant the you know like all of these levels like let each one of those people receive the medicine to their heart's discernment to their soul's discernment but we make the offering we include them um okay uh, in that right you let that be you let that be another way that this beloved of yours has called in healing for this planet mm -hmm. is that anyone mm -hmm. who interacts with their transition in this time receives the blessings of the temple this way. That's yeah. another way that you get to like weave and honor and, and honor the depth of the soul connection that this being has with you because, because of that connection. Now this is happening. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I love you. We should say I goodbye because I have you. less than 5% left. And this was perfect and everything I could have ever asked for. And I'm so grateful. I love you so much. I want you to know you are the only people I have ever given this information to that I was not actively there doing it with. And I want to thank you for being who you are and being it's so easy to share this beautiful and important medicine and share it with you and give it with you and and call you and bless you and thank you for calling the temple and doing your work and I love you so much and I am with you so there's that and I love yeah. you we love you yeah. bye self bye darlings <laughs>
We hear the call, we know the call.